on this Thursday, and you know what that means. We get uh, one of the smartest mans in the NFL to join us. Executive producer, analyst, NFL matchup, senior producer at NFL Films. That's Greg Cosell to break down what the film shows us. Cosell, how are you? Hi, Don. How are you? Hi, Ron. Hey, Greg. I'm good. Let me tell you this. Titans fans are very excited that there's a bye week, and so is that team. <laughs> I had a feeling you're watching film on guys that you did not expect to be watching tape on for this Titans roster, huh? <laughs> uh, probably, yeah, on the offensive side of the ball in particular, yes. Yeah, no doubt. So the, the big talk with everybody is obviously Ryan Tannehill. But before we jump into that and really dive in on what the tape shows about his performance right now, I want to hit on Mac Jones and what he's been able to do lately. Um, six straight wins, six games with a hundred plus passer rating, eight games with seventy percent plus completion percentage. I mean, the the numbers are impressive in his rookie season at this point. Where has the switch kind of flipped for him that you've seen? Well, I don't think the switch has flipped. And by the way, Don. He did not have a very good game this past week. He didn't throw the ball as well as we have seen him. He missed some opportunities. uh, And there were some plays where he didn't see it particularly clearly. So the numbers might have looked good if you saw it on a sheet of paper. But he did not have a really good game this week. The other important point to make here is this is a run-first team. This is a physical offense that starts with the run game. And he works off of that. And they play to what he is. He gets the ball out quick. He sees it quick. Um, and that's that's how they play. So he's played at a very high level for the most part, given how they've chosen to play. But this offense starts with the run game. Well, the Titans offense used to start with the run game, too, when they had that Derrick Henry guy out there. <laughs> well, that's what they want. That, that, if you want to transfer over here and transition to the Ravens, I mean, to the uh, Titans, um, Their game plan approach clearly this past week was to run the ball from base personnel groupings, control the pace and tempo of the game, shorten the game, and ideally score touchdowns in the red zone. That was the the plan. Um, To some degree, it worked. They did run the ball well, um, but turnovers and the, the total inability to create any big plays in the passing game hurt them. And it's, it's hard just to win running the ball without any concurrent ability to to make plays in the pass game, even if you have Derrick Henry. Of course, what makes Henry different is he can run for 60-yard touchdowns. But um, He gives you those explosives, right? Yeah, he he gives you those. But but they – so, you know, the plan itself at times worked. It's just, you know, then we can get into Tannehill if you want because he missed some things in this game that – Ideally, you have to hit when you don't get as many opportunities, the ones you do, you have to hit. And he missed a couple. And, and do you see a difference in that um, just compiling yards, both running backs, if they're able to get into the, to the, to the end zone in the red zone? I think that's, that, that played a big factor, too. If they get in the end zone once or two more times, then it's a different ball game. But them being stale, stale at the end, in the red zone and not being able to get in the box, that was, that was that was tough. Yeah, to and also you had the fumble by Foreman after yep. a thirty-yard gain. Um, Hilliard had a fumble. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, obviously, you had the end zone interception. 
um, yeah. on fourth and goal in the fourth quarter, which would have made, and it was early in the fourth quarter, it would have made it a one score game if they had scored a touchdown. And obviously um, th- that was fourth down. So they had three shots prior to that. Um, and if, on fourth down, they ran Don, Did you know what they ran on fourth down? It's, it's a very famous play. What's that? They ran Spider 2Y Banana on fourth down. Oh, Spider 2Y Banana. <laughs> Should have called that. <laughs> <laughs> We've uh, talked about that before, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, everybody has it in their playbook. It's a, it's a famous, you know, it's, it's, it's a well-known tight red zone play. And uh, McCourty just made a great play. Tannehill did not account for McCourty, who settled into an open void. He just saw Hollister running the back line of the end zone, and, and he was open. But McCourty just settled into an open void and he was in position to tip the pass. But um, so, yeah, so if they had scored there, I believe that would have made it 26 19 uh, or 26 20, perhaps with an extra point. Um, so, yes, and that was early in the fourth quarter. But so turnovers clearly hurt them. Um, you can't really say the game plan was incorrect because. Um, you know, what they put out on the field in terms of, of receivers. I mean, their top three receivers were Westbrook, Ahini, Hollister, and Rogers. And, and Fitzpatrick got some snaps as well and actually caught a ball in which he ran a really, really good route. But, you know, those that's the receiving group that they're putting out there right now. So let's talk about that because you mentioned Tannehill missing some things. Um, yeah. And, and specifically, I know it's hard to pinpoint when you're not in there and you're not breaking down film with them personally, but the, the well, there's a couple of plays that are specific that he needed to hit. Okay, let's talk about why he didn't hit those then. Let's kind well, of go through his struggles. I mean, um, in the second quarter, there was a missed opportunity on third and four from the plus 26 yard line when... Um, Rodgers from number three in, in a bunch formation ran a stutter fade and got on top of Bryant and Tannehill put the ball too far outside and what could have been a touchdown was an incomplete pass. You know, that's a throw you got to make. Um, now, again, it's very possible that they could say that Rodgers, you know, didn't do the right. Th- I don't know. You know, there's always tweaks and details, but but the bottom line is that's a play you have to make when you get a receiver wide open. Uh, on third down like that on a stutter fade that that ball's got that throw's got to be made um there was another one um on the second possession of the third quarter which seemed like a nothing play at the time maybe um it was deeper in their own territory he had Hollister on an outcut on third and five and Hollister beat Mills but Tannehill left the ball too far inside and it allowed Mills to make a play on the ball would have been, you know, a seven or eight yard gain, but it was third and five and it would have been a first down and it would have kept a drive alive. So, you know, he only threw 21 balls. So when you only throw 21 balls, uh, you don't get as many opportunities, but you, you, the ones that are clearly there to be made, you've got to make. And of course, the longest play of the game was 24 yards on a flea flicker. So they really didn't have, you know, any passing game to speak of. You, it's it's hard to actually see this. I know on on the tape, but with those that he's missed, like so, Britton Brent and I have this argument. Brent says I think he has the yips because of um, you know pressure and what he's seen, and and we know it's a combination of and all I can, of that. Yeah, I can't speak to that. I, I right. don't know what he's feeling. You know, 
But so. from a pressure standpoint, what have you seen him have to deal with lately as opposed to maybe early in the season? Well, let's put it this way. I think he's had to deal with an entire change in an offensive, number one offensive personnel, and to some degree, a philosophy. Look, when you have Derrick Henry in the backfield, I mean, that's there's a lot of comfort there. Um you know, this was a team that even when they got down, who were they down 24 to nine against earlier in the season? Was that Seattle? Seattle. Yep. Yeah. On the road. Yeah. And they came out in the third quarter and ran the ball. How many yeah. teams are going to come out in the third quarter down 24, nine and run the balls if the score is zero, zero, you know, okay. when you have on the road team, in Seattle, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, when you have that, it changes everything about the way you think about the game and you know and, and those are the things I can't speak to what's in his head but he has had to gone through kind of a whole change in how you have to play and how you have to try to win and I imagine in the middle of a season that can't be easy um, you know he's he's been a quarterback that has been able to have that security blanket of Henry and as the foundation of the offense and to work off that, even though they ran the ball well in this particular game against New England, and clearly that was their game plan approach, it's not the same as having Derrick Henry as your back. Yeah. Now, now you got Dontrell Hillman, who um, who's, who's looked pretty good, by the way. Yeah, that, and that, that's what I was going to ask you. What was the difference um, between the Texans game and the Patriots game that you saw from him? Well, I think Hilliard has some juice to him. I think that he yeah. he's he's an effective zone runner. Um, you know, th they had success in the run game in two areas in this game. They had they were effective with outside zone to the left side of the offense. They had some good success, and they were effective with the delay draw, not only on the long touchdown, but they ran one very effectively in the second half. Um, <clears throat> so those two runs were effective. But Hilliard does have some juice. He's he's a one cut downhill runner. He's got short area burst. He has pretty good vision. I mean, he he's shown again. I'm not going to sit here and say what he is uh, other than what his traits are. No one's suggesting he's going to be their feature back going forward. Obviously, he's not. Um, but I think he's got some juice to him. Um, Foreman doesn't have the same kind of juice as Hilliard has. Okay. Adrian Peterson still getting uh, looks. He made another practice squad. I, I saw that. It's um, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I'm just, you know, I was just judging by the tape, you know, when he played those few games for the Titans, he, he doesn't look to me like he's really an NFL runner just based on tape. Yeah. And then that resets the Hall of Fame um, induction or uh, selection, right, Greg? Well, it's five years after you oh, retire, yeah. so I guess now it's five years. Five assuming, <laughs> right, it's five more years, although – you know, knowing Adrian Peterson, he probably thinks he can play till he's 50, but who knows? Who knows if someone will let him play? Right. Yeah, that's a tough position to play that yeah. long. Um, okay, Nick Westbrook-Akine has been the leading receiver for this Titans team um, the last two games. What have you seen from his game, uh, I guess, difference from last week and the week prior? I mean, that's a hard question. I'm not studying him individually, and I don't think he necessarily jumps off the film. Um, obviously, he caught the 24-yarder on a flea flicker. It was actually a nice catch. Um, you know, he caught the touchdown, which was a one-yarder um, when he rolled into the end zone. You know, I think just seeing him this year, um, he's got some quickness to him. I, you know, I, and this is going to sound like I'm being negative, but I mean, 
can he end up being a third or fourth receiver on your team? Yes, he can, but he's probably your number one receiver right now. And, you know, that's not a position that, you know, he's being asked to do something that's probably not what he's truly capable of being. And I don't think I'm saying anything that anybody else wouldn't say who, you know, follows the game and studies tape. Greg Cosell is with us, executive producer, analyst, NFL matchup, senior producer of NFL films. Um, Cosell, let's jump on the other side of the ball. Uh, And defensively, you know, we've talked about how good this defense has looked um, and, and, Felt maybe the game plan was there last week, but maybe just missing a little bit. What was missing defensively that maybe we had seen prior to that, prior to this game? Well, I mean, this is a team that has been really good rushing the quarterback, and they couldn't generate any pressure on Jones, but that is a big function of what the Patriots do. I mean, the throws are defined for Jones quickly in in his drop. And he gets the ball out. He's a tough guy to sack. Now, they had a couple of sacks. They had one phenomenal sack uh, with Bayard on third and eight in the third quarter. which came on a really well-disguised triple A-gap pressure. You don't see a lot of triple A-gap pressures these days in the NFL. And Bayard did a great job of disguising it because he came from outside the box in man coverage position. And he was the third rusher into the A-gap. And there's never a blocker for a third rusher into the A-gap. So um, that was because it was third and eight. It did require a deeper drop for Mac Jones. But in in normal situations, normal type down and distance situations, he's a difficult guy to sack because, like I said, the way they play, the ball gets out quick. And, and, And a real positive in Jones game is you never really see him get stuck in the pocket with nowhere to go with the ball like some quarterbacks do. He just doesn't get stuck. He has an innate feel for, you know, just getting it out, seeing it and getting it out. Greg, we we got Jacksonville coming up after the bye week. Um, hopefully, guys get back healthy. But Jacksonville was a team early in the year that was hanging around with 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 teams and seemed like they were ready to turn the corner, just looking for that one win. And then, you know, it never really came. I mean, the Dolphins and yeah, they right. they shocked the Bills. But is this a team that you would want to see coming off this bye week where you can rest the guys one more time and hopefully get over the hump? The NFL, you can't rest anybody. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure if Sean McDermott was listening, he might disagree with you, Ron. Um, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that, let's put it this way, it's a game where the strengths of the Titans should be able to win the game. But, you know, right. that's, as Dawn said, it is an NFL game. But their O-line is not very good, and it's not very athletic. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think that the Titans really should be able to do some damage. Um they don't really have a receiving core that that really scares you a whole lot. Um, so you're dealing with a, a rookie quarterback who's talented, but is under far too much duress and doesn't really have a go-to guy when he's under that duress. You know, he doesn't, I mean, Marvin Jones is solid, but in an mm-hmm. ideal world, Marvin Jones is not a big time number one. He's, he's, he's been a really good pro. He'll probably play for 12 years and we'll look back in his career and say, man, that guy was a solid pro, but you know, he's not that guy. Anybody jump off the page that could be disruptive to the Titans as far as offensively? Because you, you want to take this time coming off of this bye week. You, you put a lot of heat on Downey to try to get Ryan Tannehill in spots where he can, of course, even if he doesn't have his weapons, be able to excel right. in. So anything like outside of like 
who who for Jacksonville can be disruptive and kind of stall. Well, we're talking about the, the Jacksonville defense. Yeah, I think the Jacksonville defense has played better in recent weeks. Okay. I think they they played better against the run in recent weeks. Um, they've looked faster. They've looked more active. Uh, you know, is it a great defense? No, but you know, Josh Allen's a good player, number mm-hmm. forty-one. He was a high first-round pick. He's a good player. There have been games this year where I thought Miles Jack looked really quick and explosive. And, of course, he's a great athlete, always has been. Um, so I, I don't think – I think their defense is – and I don't know what the numbers say. I'm just going by what the film says. I'm sure the numbers are not great. Right. But but I think when you put the tape on, you know, you're going to say that, hey, this is not just a defense we're going to, you know, go right through like, a, you know, a hot knife through butter. It's not one of those situations. Let me Let me ask you real quick before we let you go too, Greg. Anything different that you're seeing over the the entirety of this season from Downey, from the beginning of the season to that six game? Talking about the streak? offensive coordinator? Yes. Um, so well, he's two in a game tough, losing streak. Yeah, he's in a tough spot too because right. it's hard. You know, then everything has to be schemed, Ron. Really yeah. schemed. That's yeah. the thing, and you can do that sometimes. But the NFL is still a game of matchups. I mean, I, I, I've talked to so many people over the years, coaches, um, analysts who do games. Like I, I remember talking to Chris Spielman when he was an analyst a, a number of years ago, and I said to him, hey, when you start to prepare for a game, what is the first thing you look at? And the first word out of his mouth was matchups. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you can't create matchups, let's say in the passing game, you know, you can you can scheme, but you can only scheme so much. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. it's just a man on a man. And, you know, if you can't win those with any degree of consistency, it, you have to try to work around that. And it's that's not easy. And that's where the Titans are right now. Can't can't create a mismatch to make a guy maybe pay not in extra the past attention game. to. Yeah. Pay not extra yet. attention to this guy where we can do something right. over here. Yeah. You got practice squad, guys. I mean, there you go. Yes. All right, Greg Cosell. Hey, speaking of matchups, you need to check out NFL matchup because, Greg, you do a great job on that. Um, Always uh, put it on my TV in my hotel room when I'm on the road. So I always appreciate watching that. Um, Appreciate you, Greg. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. We'll chat with you next week before uh, the Jags game. And uh, if you want to see Crosell's work, you can catch him on Twitter at Greg Crosell, senior producer NFL Films.